Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 132 of the podcast. I am Ted, your host, here in the V-Twin Cafe in the corner booth in sunny downtown Cranford, New Jersey. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the show, and of course, listening to all the Motorcycle Men episodes. If you would like to help the show out, you can do that on our website at MotorcycleMen.us. And there you can click on that big old donate button right there. And if you'd like to help us out with a singular PayPal donation. And another way you can help us out is give us some feedback. Go over to iTunes or go over to our website and give us a good rating. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. We accept all the feedback. And while you're at it, you can also send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Or go to our contact page on our website and send us a note there. I read all of our emails. And we will comment on, on during show if we uh, get the chance. Okay. Now, as motorcycle riders, one of the things we hear a lot about is riding gear. Wearing riding gear and the hazards of not wearing riding gear. Then, as many of my contemporaries in the podcast world might ask, is what kind of gear you are wearing and how often do you wear it? There are the magazine articles, there's the podcast, the blogs, and the YouTube videos all telling you, asking you, begging you, and nearly preaching to you about wearing the proper gear when you are riding. We often hear ATGAT, which is all the gear all the time. Well, we have all seen the guy in a bathing suit and a sleeveless t-shirt on a sport bike. Uh, We have seen the girlfriend in a tank top and cut-off shorts and flip-flops. And we've also seen the big, burly Harley dude in a sleeveless denim jacket and store-bought jeans. What all of these people have in common is the tremendous potential for a lot of painful road rash. Being comfortable when riding your motorcycle is a paramount concern for many of us motorcycle riders. We know that if you are uncomfortable, that will diminish your focus, it will affect your judgment, and ultimately distract you. And the last thing we need to be is distracted because we have plenty of people out there that do that for us. My guest tonight has the solution for this comfort and protection problem. The president, CEO, head chef, and button pusher over at Tobacco Motorwear joins me in the corner booth to tell us about their riding jeans, their riding shirt, stand-up comedy, and a host of other things that have nothing to do with motorcycles. With my good friend, Dave Ackerman, from Tobacco Motor Rare. Uh, joining me now, all the way from that faraway land called uh, California. Where exactly in California are you? Uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood. Ah, from yeah. Los Angeles, Hollywood, California, Mr. Dave Ackerman from Tobacco Motor Wear. Hello, Dave, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Good to be back, Ted. Yeah. You were on about what? A couple months ago? A few months ago? Six months ago? Uh, it would have been longer than that. I yeah. bet it's been, I uh, bet it's coming up on a year. Probably. Actually. Well, yeah. It's, it's great, definitely great to have you back. A lot's happened in that year, huh? Yes, sir. It's been a big year. Oh, well, you're going to tell us all about that. So for those yeah. of you who, those of our listeners out there who don't know who the famous Dave Ackerman is. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know who you are? 
Well, I don't know how famous I am, but um, <laughs> I'm a, I am the founder of Tobacco Motorwear. That's that's my claim to fame in the motorcycle world. Um, I'm a uh, I've been riding for over 10, 10 years, probably ten years, and um, got into it after college. Uh, I was you know like a lot of people come up their parents ride or they have an uncle and nobody that i knew rode motorcycles really? and yeah like nobody i mean yeah not really and uh or, or and maybe i didn't know maybe i knew maybe i knew people who rode but just didn't they weren't like bikers yeah, so didn't i didn't pay attention to it right yeah i didn't see any like rings and tattoos and long hair so i was like yeah no, no stereotyping biggie. here Go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I was doing uh, uh, stand-up comedy, of all things. Shut and the door. No yeah. way. <laughs> really? I think that's a secret in this world. So Not anymore. Don't, <laughs> don't let that out. Yeah, so I was, I was doing stand-up comedy, and as usual, stand-up comics are sad and pretty depressed, and... Uh, <laughs> It was a bummer world. Like it was really fun. Don't don't get me wrong, but I I got feeling like I need an outlet. And I remember my dad is like, "You," I I told him, "I'm I want to get a motorcycle." And he's like, "Why?" <laughs> I'm like, "I need a I need a hobby." And he's like, "You have a hobby. It's stand up comedy." You know. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for the dad, support, for Dad. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, um, so like I jump on like, uh, Craigslist basically and look at bikes all the time. And this ad came up without a picture for three bikes for $300 out in the sticks. <laughs> There's nope. Nothing going on there. <laughs> right. Right. No picture. And I call the guy and I'm like, you know, what are these bikes? And he sent me a picture of one, and I want to say it was like a 1970s uh, Yamaha dirt bike. And I was like, yeah, I'd never ridden anything over 50 cc's and like just, you know, and I dicked around on people's scooters and stuff. But I, I, I get my buddy and I say, let's roll out and look at these bikes. And, uh, we go out and the Yamaha was like in pretty rough condition. Then there was a Kawasaki that was just junk. And then he's like the third bike and he opens up this shed and lifts off a tarp. And there's a pretty good, like 18,000 miles Honda, uh, CX 500. No, no, GL500. Oh, GL500. Oh, I'm really? mixing up my... All right. Yeah, and it was it was literally a shed find, and um, and it had this weird saddlebag on it, and in the, they, like, rigged the wrong battery to it, but he's like, it was running when, when I parked it, and it's like 500 cc's. It's, a, it's, it's like a bike. Yeah. You know, and where the other one was kind of a dirt bike, small enduro, and and then the Kawasaki was just a piece of junk. Right. 
And I'm like, well, how about uh, 150 and I pick them all off your hands? And he's like, that sounds like a deal. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like he just wanted to get them out of his garage. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the whole, the the guy's house was like one of those houses that he collected so much stuff. And as I'm leaving, this dude rolls up in a truck and this guy clearly knew a lot more about bikes than I did. And he shows up and the guy goes, sorry, I just sold him. And I'm sure that guy, you know, this was an older guy. Like, I'm sure he had enough money that if the guy had been, hey, hey, what do you give me for him? He could have got his 300 bucks out of him easy. Yeah. But, um, you know, the guy, the guy shook his, shook my hand and, and kept the deal. So then I didn't pick him up for like a week. I had to, I didn't, like I, I had to get this girl I knew who had like a, a trailer and we just, we like put it all on the trailer. I brought it back. I, uh, I had somebody come over and, um, clean the carbs and, and like, put on new tires and, and a new battery and basically about 300 bucks later we were good to go with the the gl 500 and that was my first bike and i still have that bike and have plans for it and stuff I'm, I'm i'm looking and always kind of figuring out what kind of build i could do with it and uh and so yeah that was but that was my stand-up comedy <laughs> like uh <laughs> that's that... what stand-up comedy got so... me was two things it, into motorcycling and a wife which is a whole different story <laughs> but um but uh yeah it got me into motorcycling and i was like i love this and i did it that was my mode of transportation in in winter and in summer and and uh you know i just started riding and and loved it and then i moved to la and brought that bike out and um i also really quickly got oh man i'm, I'm going into the bike there should be another podcast just for people's bike progression you know it's, it's kind of like you know the, you, you, we should make a graphic that's just like you know the evolution yeah, you, <laughs> like a timeline scale Everybody, thing yeah Everybody's got the evolution of bikes, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, so uh, so I moved out here with two bikes. I now have I'm, – I'm staring at them right now. I now have four, and uh, and, and my daily ride is um, – yeah, I've had it for, for over a year now. So the same one is the, um, the Sportster 1200XL Roadster. Are there, you no stop right and stop right now. Yeah. You 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 got a roadster? Yeah. What year is it? Right. Yeah, what year is it? Uh 2007. Oh, oh, it's one of the older roadsters. I thought you were talking about one of the newer Sportster roadsters. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit older. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh you know, a lot of questions come to mind <laughs> yeah. throughout this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a saga. You know, so how long ago was this when you got that barn find thing? So that's like 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, and you still got that GL, right? Dude, I'm kind of like, you know, 
it's like, yeah, I still got it. When you get it for 50 bucks, it's hard to, I like on one hand you could flip it and <laughs> yeah, yeah. make a lot of money. On the other hand, it's sentimental. Oh yeah, I like, get it. I totally get it. I totally you know, get it. So, so yeah. And I've always thought like, it'd be cool to do, you know, people are chopping up CX 500s all the time. You don't see too many builds on the GL and I get why, mm-hmm. but, um, it's a fun bike, man. Like it's, it's, it, I remember, uh, you know, it, it it's zippy. Like it's, it, it's not, it's not real fast on the high end, but on the low end, it was kind of zippy and it's that little V twin. And I don't know. It's a fun bike. I like the sound of it. So I got to ask, what was it in the saddlebag? Oh, so yeah. So the, Oh, I, I didn't explain it very well. The saddlebag had a bigger bike battery in it that was like jerry rigged to the you know to the starter solenoid so it was like there wasn't a battery in the battery compartment and they just had wires running i don't know maybe they were using it to run drugs or something and sticking drugs i don't know why that probably doesn't make sense but it was just it was just this weird rigged up and i so i still got the saddlebag too and people noticed the saddlebag and and so, oh, so I'm the first one. So I said I didn't know anybody who who rode motorcycles. Right. And I start riding this motorcycle and ride it everywhere. And I converted in the first few years I was doing it. I probably got 10 of my friends. I'm, I'm the bike evangelist, man, for great. sure. I mean, one of them. There are many great ones. But I there are, there are at least 10 dudes out there who owe their conversion to, to motorcycling to me. There um, you go. Yeah. So I was, I was all, I was all about it really quick. And, uh, I mean, it just, it, it was what it was. It's still, I mean, just such a rip roaring good time that, you know, and, and from going stand up comedy is a whole different kind of rush. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a, it was such a, I don't know, like Zen type feeling <laughs> as opposed to like stand up comedy, which is really combative and competitive to get out on the road and just feel like, woohoo. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I have I have a little bit of experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got my total I, I think I got my fifteen minutes up there. So Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny uh, well a friend of mine is is, is a comic and he's a uh-huh. he's a prop comic. So yeah. I would oh. I would road for him yeah. and help him set up all his gear and stuff. So for wow. like five, maybe seven years, that's what wow. I did with him on the side. But every now and then we'd get to a place where he didn't have an opener and I would go up and do a quick five. <laughs> so I know how tough it can be. <laughs> dude, dude, the yes. first time I did stand up was in college and this this guy had organized this show and I had been doing like improv comedy and this guy put together this show and hit up the troupe that I'd been doing these improv comedy things with. And it's like, well, can you guys do stand up? And we and me and my buddy had always wanted to try it. The very first time I was ever to do stand up, I did 30 minutes, you which is 30 un- minutes. that's yeah, <laughs> it's unheard of wow. to start with 30 minutes. And let me tell you, it was 30, it was like church. It was so quiet, dude. (laughs) 
30 minutes of terror. It was absolute torture. <laughs> and like, uh, I still to this day, I, I did a 30 minute bit the first time on infomercials. <laughs> it was, it was not good. So, anyway, so yeah. well, comedy and motorcycles kind of goes hand in hand, I think. I, I, I kind of think there's there two two observations. One, people don't get how funny the biker world is. Oh, absolutely you know? not. Like everyone on the outside, and I, I almost think this is intentional. Like every biker I know is just, they're so fun to hang out with. It's just laughing all the time. Oh, like, you're not kidding, man. Oh, my God. You, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And... But then I think almost almost as a joke or kind of some weird parody of that, we love to put on, or the biker world loves to put on a front to the outside world that we're scary <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, and we love to get the reaction of people being like, oh shit, here they come, hide. And, <laughs> And it just because it's funny. It's it is. Funny. It is funny. But then, like, if your car's broken down and someone helps you, nine times out of ten, even if it's not like a bike pulling over, it's it's the biker that's going to stop. He knows enough about engines to fit to hook up your spark plug or whatever it is, yeah. you know. And, and mm. like, they're just going to help you out. And then, oh, I can pay you. And they'll never take it. Right. You know. That's just the biker world. Dude, that, some of the funniest know, people somebody, I know are bikers. Oh yeah, they break okay. me up all the time. Yeah, and that that was one thing I like. I love I loved hanging out with um, with comics, but it was just event like it is this thing where eventually it wears on you because they're performing. And with bikers, it's funny without the performance. Absolutely, you know what I mean. That's it. It's all coming right from the heart. Yeah, yep. <laughs> a lot of times, it's just coming from the mouth, not including the brain. So we <laughs> totally get that. Um, a lot of times, it's coming from the back end too. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh my God, yes. Uh, so was the was your wife's uh, phone number inside the saddlebag? Also, do you want to get into that story? <laughs> uh, that story, no, dude. I. I um I met my wife and I thought and every comic dude when you're when you're doing comedy every comic is an ugly cuss that thinks I have a good enough personality that if I can get on stage someone will date me someone <laughs> will marry me someone will love me there's no like there's, I, yeah there's no desperation in that statement at all but it's I mean it's so true and then <laughs> counter productively we spend all our time hanging out with dudes in clubs where the only girls there come on dates or work girls the don't really i mean you'd get like bachelorette parties and stuff at a comedy club but you don't get that many girls just going out to meet at a comedy club right. that's not where they're going they're no. going to a bar so the only girls there are there on dates with dudes who can afford to date. And so like, it just wasn't going to happen. And I realized like, but, but like the, the mind is if I get famous, if I play this, if I headline the club, 
if it, or then then it's eventually if I get famous doing this, you know, if Drew Carey can marry someone, why not me? You know, so <laughs> so yeah. uh, so that was my mentality, and interestingly enough, it it actually worked. And I invited this girl that I knew to come to my shows. I was headlining and, and Oh I was, really? You, know, you made I, headliner, huh? Yeah, I was doing like hour twenty minutes. Damn. At, at the top, you know? So I mean I had probably probably forty five minutes of that good <laughs> and then I did improv so I could stretch it with crowd work, you know, yeah. and just kind of like and I, I, my whole thing was a really weird kind of awkward humor. And, um, but it, it was really working for me. And, um, and, uh, the, I invited this woman to come to my act and I n- almost never did that like as a date because I always felt like I, that was my space, you know, yeah. but I, I was like, this woman I'd known for a while, and every time we hung out, it was kind of weird. And um, but but I was like, you know, maybe I should give it a chance. And I I invite her to come to see what I do, thinking like maybe this will help things progress. And she calls me on the way, and she's like, "I'm bringing my cute friend." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So what that translation?" <laughs> I'm bring, bringing my heavy friend that will, like, play cock blocker because, you know, I don't want anything to do with you. And so I was just like, it was between shows. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, we're, all right, it's done before it even started. And uh, she shows up, and I can't really see them. They're, they're back too far in the room. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, and so after the show, and, and I... Objectively, I killed it. Like I sold out. First of all, I sold out the show. Oh wow! And and, and there was like stand and like people turned away. They got in, and I I did really well. And I come out and like oh there she is. And I go give her a hug. And then she's like hey this is my friend Lisa, and friend Lisa is way hotter than. <laughs> The other girl and uh, and just like I'm like, are you are you kidding? Like and it was like she anyway. So so we were supposed to go like ghost hunting afterwards. And Lisa just talked to me about my act. And we were with this group of people. Organized this activity where we went into this old like haunted uh, factory, like an actual place that was supposed to be haunted. And she's like trying to like get ghosts to make noises and just like totally into her own thing. And Lisa's like acting scared and hanging on me and just like (laughs) flirting. And I was like, it's happening. (laughs) It's it's finally happening. You didn't cry, did you? (laughs) No, but I like, I, I really cowardly just was like at the end of the night, I was just like, Hey, Facebook me <laughs> just like an idiot. And, uh, and, but then like I went home and, and, and found her on Facebook and I was like, I messaged her. I was like, 
hey, that was really stupid. I should have just got your number. And uh, I did. I, so anyway, long story short, uh, we started hanging out. And now we got our third on the way. Third on the way. Look at you. Congratulations. Third on the way. Yeah. When we talked last. Yeah. Yeah. Only had. Well, yeah, I think I, only, I just probably had two. So, I mean, we're we're at going at an unprecedented rate over here. This is, we're going to edit this all out. This is not a motorcycle. No, you know what, though? See, this is this this is your what? customers. People are going to love this. And this? once this airs, you're going to sell hundreds of pairs of your jeans. Uh, because see, this, people are going to dig this. Because Dave, this is a cool guy, so they're going to want it. They're going to feel sorry for you, first of all, because you're a stand-up comic. So then, yeah. you know, they want to take pity on you there. And yeah, then, well, and then that, you bought these three motorcycles for 150 bucks, so they're going to feel sorry for you there too. You know. Yeah, yeah. Poor broke stand-up comic with three kids struggling in L.A. This guy deserves some sympathy. Right. So but I'm, now here uh, you are, a successful businessman. though. Yeah. You want to tell us? Tell us about uh, Tobacco Motorwear. Well, tobacco, um, man, there's there's so much to say about tobacco. First of all, we're coming up on four years since we started it. Oh, really? It's been four years and, already. Wow. Yeah, and it's just like reflecting on it. We got we started on Kickstarter. When we started on Kickstarter, other brand, other to, like moto brands. Like remember Scully the helmet? I don't yeah, know if yeah, you yeah. You know, other brands have since started and on Kickstarter and then they haven't delivered, but we started on Kickstarter. We got five hundred people to pre order jeans. Nice. We had five hundred backers and it was like it it felt like just this the the community just shared our Kickstarter and said, Look at what these people are trying to do. And ever since then, tobacco has just tried to honor that that vote of faith that that people put in a company that nobody had ever heard of. And um, basically what we do is we blend real Americana made in America style. Yeah. And and then we go back and we say, what do people want to wear when they're riding a motorcycle? Do do people want to wear high vis like Nothing against high vis, nothing against neon yellow, but you're doing that to protect yourself. But how would you like to look if you don't if you don't want to keep the thing on you after you get off the bike, then then it's not something you're wearing because you want to wear it. Right. Exactly. And so we we started with jeans. What do you want your jeans to look like? How do you want them to fit? Um, and then we go back and say, okay, now how can we make these really stand up, uh, to wear and tear? And especially if you go down, how can we help save your skin and, and protect you? And, and so that's, that's how, uh, tobacco motor wear started. That's what we're still doing. And we're all about just making, you know, making it here in the U S, um, and doing it the right way, putting quality first, and uh, yeah, that's that's what we're all about. Awesome. Now, where'd you get the name from? Tobacco comes from uh, I'd seen a leather jacket that the color of it was tobacco, and it was like 
was in Vegas. It was in Caesar's Palace, and I think the jacket was like four grand. Oh, jeez. So this is while I was doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I didn't get the jacket. But um, I remember thinking when I saw the jacket, this was like, this was a long time ago. This may have been before I was even motorcycling. Yeah. But um, I remember thinking, because of the look of the jacket, was the color was tobacco, but the jacket was like this leather that was kind of like worn and, and, and wrinkly, and it just looked almost like a tobacco leaf. And I just remember thinking, man, there should be a leather jacket company called Tobacco. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Um, and, and then years later, we're starting this company, and we're going through all these names, and Kind of like I had some ideas about like, you know, people in history kind of naming it after like explorers or adventurers or like, you know, places and, and stuff. And then I I went to bed one night kind of thinking on this and I had a dream of the jacket. It came to me. So literally it came back to me in a dream. came to you in a dream. It came to me in a dream. And I came back and... um we said, hey, what about tobacco something? And, and we liked it. And tobacco just felt very American and felt very, like, natural, like, you know. Um, and we just felt like that works. And then it became Tobacco Motorwear Company. And we love it. Wow. And a, a lot of people were like, ah, you know, is this? And I just felt like. It's your thing, I don't man. Know. Yeah, it's I your love thing. It. Right, exactly. So yeah. now did all this stuff so all this stuff culminated to gave and gave you the idea uh to do something like this, but but is is that did that all inspire you to create your own riding gene? In in what order? What do you <laughs> Okay, so like, what came first, the idea for the gene or everything else? The the idea for the gene came first. The name came the name came after, and the idea for the gene came um, because I was here riding in L.A., and we got um, we got pregnant with our first, and it was kind of two things. It was, one, I need to be more careful on the road. Yeah. And two, I need to find a way. I was, I was you know, I was a, being a writer here. I was like, I need to find something that I can always work on and that I won't and that won't drive me crazy. And I just done a long motorcycle trip down to Mexico and I came back just going, man, if I could just work in the motorcycle world, I, I, I won't kill myself. You know? Wow. That's, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so then, you know, I, uh, and then I had the, the idea for the jeans. I'd always kind of been like, a uh, denim head what you'd call them i you know i have a closet full of like now all i wear is tobacco but but i have a closet full of different kinds of jeans that were popular in their day and like you know i i'd buy jeans all the time and so i knew about denim i knew about a little bit about manufacturing i had friends who are involved with the company that here in la and i said hey i think we can make a jean that looks this good and uh it gives people protection too. So that's where it started was the idea for the jeans. And then, um, 
and then you know we had to come up with aim so it progressed like that oh wow so you know you are actually you you're actually living the the dream that anybody who has ever twisted a throttle is that you wanted to do something for a living that had to do with motorcycles and there you are and you're actually doing it um, it's it's, it's gr- crazy that's, that's great though i mean yeah, crazy uh, now the denim that you're using, you're just not you're not using ordinary denim for your jeans. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we use selvage denim. So this is like like if you if you're buying jeans at the mall, you're buying Levi's. If you're buying pretty much about, I think it's about ninety six percent, ninety eight percent of of jeans that are sold. Um, are just denim that, that it's modern denim. And the idea behind modern denim is we want you to buy a jean because we want you to spend more money. So we want you to buy our jeans and then these jeans don't need to last because they, what they need to do is kind of start looking bad and falling apart fairly quickly. So you come back to the store, you buy more jeans and this is kind of the pattern. This is what they want you to do so the denim is thin or the denim is stretchy or you know they 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 spin it however they want to spin it but the uh the denim is basically not made to stand up but denim used to be like the the material that cowboys would like cowboys and and miners and prisoners working on the chain gang like it was you had Two pairs of clothing, one you went to church in, and the other was your denim overalls that you wear every single day. Yeah. Well, that old school denim that was heavy and that was really robust and strong, um, it was called selvage. And it was made on these special looms that were just like these mechanical, like old school, you think about a factory and like, the 1910s and these big like looms, but they, they do a roll that's about 32 inches wide. So as opposed to like uh, modern denim is about twice that. So modern denim is they make a much more denim at a time. It's very wide and that, that helps them save money on production because, <clears throat> because like for me, my jean takes about uh, three yards per jean of of selvage, and uh, I would yeah, never imagine that. Typical jean, and then the the bigger the bigger denim uh, or modern denim, it takes about a yard and a half. Wow! And it's just like so that helps them save money. That's why you can buy jeans at like Old Navy for nineteen bucks or or. You know, and and it always winds up just looking pretty bad pretty quickly. The thing about selvage denim, and you you can spot selvage denim. We're not the only ones who have it. We line our jeans with Kevlar, and that makes it you know abrasion resistant. But you can spot selvage denim. It has the edge of the roll that it's woven on the edge of the fabric yeah it self edges so that's where you get the name selvage so it's ah, kind of okay. open edge that's like a white stripe or a white with red stripe uh, okay. uh, or like different colors so we source our 
all of our salvage denim comes from um, either the USA or Japan. Japan, um, when a lot of the USA mills started going modern, Japan uh, bought up all these old salvage mills, uh, uh, looms, and started like, and, and Japan became kind of this denim mecca. And so we get some of our uh, our denim from Japan. It's it's considered the best in the world. Right. And then um, Cone uh, is is the storied like historical uh, home of salvage for for many many years. They're now closing their salvage unit here in the U.S., which is a bummer. But um, we, we'll still be able to get it uh, uh, probably in Japan and different places we'll, right. we'll we'll figure it out but but wow. yeah the, the denim just in beautifully i have a pair you don't wash it don't wash your denim folks um i've heard that yeah you you i mean you eventually maybe need to get the dirt out of it uh but i go six months without washing the current pair i'm on i haven't washed it's been about two years and they, awesome. now I need to. I've been looking. <laughs> I I need to. Do you stand them up when you when you stand them up in the corner when you're done wearing them? They're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty stiff. And and the thing is, you let them go normally. Um, when you start when you start a pair, wear them like six months and wash them. But I just have wanted to like document my first wash on this pair. Yeah. Uh, because the most dramatic change is kind of like in the first couple months after your first wash, because like all the places that your legs have been bending and you've been touching all that, it loosens up all the dye. And then after that first wash, some of that dye comes out and you start to notice these big differences. Yeah. So I've wanted to like take pictures of it and I just haven't got around to it. So, so my jeans are like two years without a wash right now, but my first pair <clears throat> the only other pair of tobaccos that I that I uh, that I had was like the second pair we made. The first pair we made, I dragged myself behind a motorcycle and blew them out. And, yeah, we're going to talk about know. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but then the second pair I, I wore for almost every day for over yeah for for I guess we're four almost four years old. So like. Because I had them made before the company officially started, it was like over two years that I had that pair. And like every time I wear, if I'm going to a really like a swanky party or a Hollywood deal, I'll wear those jeans because the fades and everything in those jeans just they they're just people just stop and like wow those wow wow those jeans where did you get them oh I made these bitch so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can remember back in the late 70s when I was in the Navy, uh, the yeah. denim that they would give us, I, 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 from the first moment I was given a pair of denim in the, in the Navy, I was in for four and a half years, I still yeah. had those original jeans when I got out. And they, oh, yeah. and the thing is, you know, back in the day I smoked and I had a Zippo lighter and I always put yeah. my Zippo lighter in the same pocket and you could see yeah. the outline. Which I said, yep. which is one of the things that you, you see with your jeans too. After a while, you start to see that you could see where I held yep. my wallet, you could see where I had my lighter, where I kept yep. my, where I'm not my knife. So, and that's one of the, one cool. of the traits of uh, of the the salvage denim that you're using, right? Yeah, because you start we start totally raw. So when you get your tobaccos, they're just 
dark blue or black denim. And then as you wear it in, it all fades to you. I actually, for a while, I got in my head that I wanted to uh, get a fade. I I got some brass knuckles. (laughs) In LA, California. Anyway, but I got them as decor. And so, <laughs> okay. so I was dropping them in my back pocket because I wanted to work on like a brass knuckles fade. It would have been pretty epic, but after a while, I'm just like, oh man, these things are so heavy. I'm just <laughs> tired of carrying them around. So, uh, yeah. So now this now this Kevlar that you're using, it, it's obviously not ballistic Kevlar. Uh, you know, no. Our listeners get that right get that right away. It's not. You can't go no. shoot shoot your buddy in the ass with these things. So, no. so so tell us a little bit more about the Kevlar, how much you're using and where. So that was um, we use about half a yard of Kevlar, and it covers you from your waist over your knee down to about the middle of your shin in front, and then it covers like your ass down the middle of your thigh and back. So all the places where you hit, you know, it's over your hips, it's over your ass, it's over your knees. Um, and uh, it just, it covers all the places you'd hit and slide and really take the brunt of that abrasion. And yeah, you're right. So Kevlar is a fiber. It's like, it's a synthetic and it's made by DuPont. And then they they send that fiber to like people who, turn it into thread or turn it into yarn and, and do different things with it. And so um, ballistic Kevlar is like a laminate. And that was one of the things I learned early on is one, it's really, really hard to get this stuff. And it's, it's way more like I, I went down to the fashion district in LA and I was like, Hey, you got Kevlar. And they're like, what? And <laughs> you know, and so I, it's, it's really hard to find. Um, you gotta buy it in a lot in, in bulk to make it like affordable at all. It's expensive, but, um, it's really good at, I mean, it's really strong fiber. Right. And so, yeah. so, uh, it, it's great for, for motorcycle apparel and whatnot. And so we, we kind of worked with a factory to, to get a Kevlar that would feel like good against your skin because people are throwing these on. I have one friend who doesn't wear underwear and he's like, <laughs> you know, and so I gave him, uh, when I, when I gave him his jeans, he, he throws them on and he's like, Ooh, <laughs> like, you know, cause they feel better than a denim even does against his skin. But we wanted something that was really soft and, and would feel good. But that if you went down, you know, it had to do the job. Sure. So that was a trick. Yeah. But but Kevlar um, Kevlar's just great because it's a, it's abrasion resistant. It's it's heat resistant. It's cut resistant. So you think of all the things that could happen if you crash your bike and, and Kevlar's going to do a lot to stop you from getting hurt. I have a I have a friend who, like an idiot, didn't buy my jeans and uh, he got hit on his bike and tore his ass off. Like, tore, like it wasn't just like road rash. It was like a huge chunk of meat 
just pulled away from his muscle, just opened up like wow. a flat, like mouth, oh you know, like God, his no. and um, <laughs> just awful. And and they had to stitch him back together. And then there was obviously the road rash and skin graft and all sorts of bad stuff. And he, he's okay, luckily. Yeah, uh, he's good. Uh, but. His ass will never be as pretty. <laughs> well, does he know you? Have you told that to him? <laughs> <laughs> he told that to me. Oh. <laughs> like I'll never. Uh, yeah. So his wife is is kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, it, it was. It, she's she's lucky that he's that he's, uh, or she's happy he's around. He's lucky to be around. He was wearing his helmet. He was wearing the other gear, but. Guys don't think about their legs, which is pretty silly considering that's the first thing that's going to hit. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, with regard to comparisons now. Now, yeah. obviously, obviously, your jeans are, are much better than just regular jeans, which a lot of people wear. Which a lot of people are just yeah. wearing regular jeans out there. But yeah. how would you say they would you say they're just as good or better than um, uh, chaps? Um, leather is a great material and we have, we have aspirations to, you know, make that leather jacket that I saw way back when and leather, real, really good leather. And the kind that are used, the kind that's used in chaps is naturally it's skin. So you get the road rash on the leather. You don't get the road rash on your own skin. Um, eventually all these materials were, will, will wear down. Yeah. Um, I think you're, you know, I think you're better off doing something to protect yourself. Uh, whether it's wearing tobaccos or wearing chaps, I think chaps, chaps are going to do the trick. A lot of chaps, ironically are assless chaps. <laughs> you see those. Exactly. So and, this is where the jeans come and, in. Yeah, and, and so so you're still gonna have to wear some Kevlar lined jeans under them. Um, Kevlar really holds up. I, it, I I think depending on the chaps, you know, um, the thing that that our jeans do is it's something you can just wear. You can walk into the bar. You can walk into exactly. work. You don't have to be right. zipping them off and putting them away. Exactly. And you know, I before we we didn't have money to test them. I dragged myself three times uh, behind a motorcycle down. a. We, we didn't just find like a smooth piece of pavement either. I'm like, we're going to get called bullshit unless we find a pretty rocky road. And we found a, a rough patch of pavement and I dragged myself down at around 30 miles an hour. Um, and uh, the first time, as predicted, the denim blew out really quickly and I dragged myself on the same spot in the same jeans uh, two more times. And after the third drag, I got about a dime size hole. So you're thinking about 60, 70 feet that fast. Like they really held up. That's amazing. And, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can, I can put my name on these. I can feel good about putting them out. And we've had, we've had, dozens of people hit us up and we don't you know we hope you never go down but we've had dozens of people hit us up and go hey man you saved my butt plain and simple 
So, See, now yeah. you need to make a T-shirt that says, you saved my butt. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you, cause, because, because you come from that stand-up thing, uh, did everybody take it as a joke when you said, you know, you should drag me behind the motorcycle in the jeans? <laughs> um, I think people kind of took it as a joke when I said I wanted to start a jean company. Like, uh, yeah. that was really the out-of-the-blue thing. Once I got it, once I was saying, hey, I think I'm going to drag myself, everybody there that day was like, yeah, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so this is your this is your deal, man. So, yeah. Um, but now it's funny. Like, we have people asking us all the time, hey, if you ever need somebody to drag, you know, and so we're, we're planning a drag in March. We're going to shoot it, hopefully, and, and, and have a video to come out. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – it was, the the joke was when I, I mean, my wife was supportive. She's just like, okay. But when I told other people, hey, do you want to, you know, you want to help me with this? Do you want to get involved? And people are like, you're a writer. You're a comic. What what do you know about this? And so uh, yeah. I went it. I went it pretty much alone, and uh, I, I got my partner involved. Uh, you know, that's uh, a friend, a longtime friend. Yeah, and. Um, it, we just, we did it on our own. That's great. That's really great that you did. Now your, uh, your California riding shirt. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. And uh, it's, it's construction. Well, what do you think of it? I love the damn thing. I think it's <laughs> fantastic because you know, sometimes I, you know, I have a beautiful, nice, beautiful, uh, Harley Davidson, uh, leather jacket. I love this yeah. thing. It's, yeah. it has the armor in it. It's, it's just yeah. an absolutely gorgeous jacket, but you know, and yeah. I wear it all the time in this, anytime yeah. I ride, I got that jacket on, but you know, when it's summertime, when it's like 90 degrees out and I'm thinking like, you know, I would just like to wear my tour vest and, and a nice long sleeve shirt that will yeah. help me out. But I don't have anything like that. When I saw your California riding shirt, I was like, dude, this is the shit right here. This, this is, is the thing, man. This is it. Yeah. I mean, you hit it on the head. The California riding shirt, what I don't think the pictures, what the videos don't show is just how badass it is, man. That's a beautiful like, riding shirt. It's beautiful. It, it's just, it's beautiful. It's understated. It's made out of raw canvas. It's really just, I mean, when we put the, the, the prototype on, me and my partner are just like, we couldn't take them off. They were just like... As opposed to the jeans, the thing about the jeans is they look like normal jeans. And after you wear them a year and they're faded, they're really like they, they become a part of you, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they look like normal jeans. The riding shirt, there's something about it where it looks it's just a it's just a button up shirt with a couple of chest pockets. It has a little stash pocket on the inside. Yes. Yeah, um, it has a bandana liner and like it's really nice. But then it looks like it, it could be just a shirt, but it gets nonstop compliments. I don't know. We nailed it with that one. Like, um, it's just people notice it when you're wearing it. And and I've had a lot of friends that don't even ride uh, ask for it or, like, we've had a few people buy them. I mean, they're lined with Kevlar, and so, you know, that's factored into the price. Yeah. Um, but we we've, we've had people buy them just to just to wear them cuz they like the look of it and um i mean man it's 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 become so popular 
just because just basically I think for what you said it's lined from the wrist to over the elbow and then the whole shoulder we put a lot of Kevlar in it there's a whole back the whole upper back over your shoulder blades down the middle of your back it's all lined with Kevlar so oh, the wow. idea so you put a lot in there Oh, there's way more than other riding shirts out there. No like, kidding. yeah, your jackets, a jacket with with uh, armor and stuff like that. That's, you know, that that's that does its job. But here in California, you got a lot of guys who are just it's too hot. They're gonna wear a t-shirt. They're gonna wear a flannel shirt, maybe. Yeah. And despite what they think, that's not gonna do anything. Nope. If they if they hit the road, and uh, so. This is like really tough canvas, and then under there, there's the Kevlar to just keep your skin on you uh, if you go down. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just become such a hit, uh, you know, where people with our jeans have got it, and then and people are doing exactly what you do when it's hot. What what you said when yeah. it's hot, they uh, they throw it on because otherwise they maybe wouldn't be wearing it. I mean, look, there are pe- plenty of people out there who take, don't even ride with a helmet, you know, and we're going, look, put a helmet on, put a, you know, Something. it's not dorky. Yeah, right. And you can, you, here's a shirt that you can get some protection. You can save your skin and, um, and it's not dorky. It doesn't look weird, oh, and it's no. not going to make you sweat your balls off. You know, it's it's a cool, cool item. Damn. So now I have to ask you: Is that, as far as goes for the Kevlar that's using this, is it the same amount of Kevlar as the jeans, or is it is it less? It's it's um, it's a little bit less. So your your arms are just probably skinnier than your legs. Hopefully, <laughs> um, well, maybe yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but um. So it's 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 less because we're we're just covering, you know, you're, we we cover from your wrist, yeah, all the way over your elbow, and then a big patch over the top and and side of your shoulder, and then that big patch across the back, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit less because the jeans, yeah, they cover you front and back, you know, so a little more, you know. A little more coverage on the jeans, but that's and that's that you said that's made of canvas. That's not the uh, that's not the selvage denim. Yeah, the the riding shirt is made of canvas, so it's nice and breathable. Yeah, really breathable. Um, we put a liner in the sleeve too. So like, I had a pet peeve with with a uh, a shirt that I had that had like a liner and and really kind of inspired us doing this shirt. It was like. I could see the Kevlar through the liner. It was one of those nylon kind of mesh deals. Yeah, yeah. But it just didn't feel good. And, and I could see the, that there wasn't a lot of Kevlar over my elbow. It was just my elbow, this little patch. Yeah. And, and then over my shoulder, this little patch. And I went, we could do better than this. So we got this nice liner for the for the sleeves, too, that, that kind of keeps the sweat off you. you. Like, you don't feel wet. It breathes yeah. really well. So, uh, <laughs> wearing my leather yeah. jacket after you know riding nights eighty five degrees or whatever, wearing even though it gets that that air conditioning effect when it with, with yep. the vents open and all that, yeah. you still you can it still gets wet inside and you just yeah. like you feel like you're putting on a pair of wet shorts, man. Afterwards, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to 
I'm trying to figure out different ways to like, those are the sorts of things that keep people from protecting themselves. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to fix that. Yeah. But I was watching the video of the, with the the shirt and I, I really like that liner, that bandana liner that you put in there. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we had the thing designed out and a friend of ours and, and before it was just, it was simple. You could just see the Kevlar kind of in there and we didn't have any liners. And a friend of ours was like, you know, this just doesn't look finished. Um, you, you should, you should line it. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> like I, I thought I was done and, and, um, you know, LA is such a good place to create anything. So, um, actually my denim supplier, I'd seen, he had this vintage kind of bandana fabric. And, um, I was like, that would be, and that's really also, I mean, it probably wouldn't have been called the California riding shirt, but we got that in there. And then it just felt very like LA to us (laughs) after that Los Angeles and, and, you know, so that's where the name came from. Hey, you going to uh, throw different color bandana patterns in there? There, right now, there are two different bandana p- patterns in there. So there's, if you get the black one, there's a black bandana pattern, and or if you get the copper one, black and copper have. Um. So so it's kind of crazy how we do it, and it's, it's kind of it's really. Like I, I'm kind of fastidious, and my 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 production manager gets bothered by it, but I make them. <laughs> so we have two different bandana colors. We have a black one and a gray one. So the um, the uh, the the kind of olive color <coughs> um, shirt gets yeah. the gray bandana, okay. and then the copper and the black shirts get the black bandana. But then I make them cut only like specific parts of the whole cloth. So there's just kind of the pattern, the bandana pattern. One is like a square and the other is a cross. So depending on which you get, uh, you might have a cross on your back in, in the pattern. Or you might have like this square and have it look like an entire bandana. So basically... The cross is made by what the borders of the bandana. If we cut the, if we were making bandanas, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like it'd be yeah. the square, and I'm and I basically that makes us cut a lot more. Uh, it, it, it means we can't use all the fabric, and we're we're throwing a lot out. But it's just like it's too cool for me to say, hey, <laughs> yeah, let's know. make these a little more unique. You know, like, yeah. So you may order one and get the square, which is which, which is the one that I prefer, and then um, but the cross is really badass too, and they're just like it's just it's just everyone you, yours would be different than your friends maybe, and yeah. it, it's just cool to make a decision. Like that's what's fun about this is you make all these little decisions, and nobody effing notices, you know, like <laughs> nobody cares, but like. You Daddy know, <laughs> like especially 
you probably get one riding shirt, right? And so for all you know, they're all like this. But I'm back there, <laughs> you know, like feeling like I'm doing something special. So you're like the mad scientist in the back room. Well, what, yeah, uh, but, which color is your favorite? Yeah, uh, um, I ride. I ride uh, blue jeans and and the black riding shirt is is what I got. I mean, it's funny. I don't even. I, I I ride my stuff until it's ragged. So I actually went down uh, on the freeway last year, and and uh, everything held up great. Just a few scuffs on the jeans and a scuff on the riding shirt. Wow. Nothing. Really? It wasn't. We, I wasn't going too fast, and this guy pulled in front of me. Right, like didn't look and pulled right in front of me. I hit him, and then went onto the ground and stuff. But I'm okay, thank God. And, yeah. And. Uh, Definitely. But you know, I I just yeah I I should have everything and just switch it all up, but I'm just pretty minimal guy, so I I ride one thing until it's blown out, and then I'll pull something off the rack and throw it on. Well, I think you hit it out of the park with the California riding shirt. That's for sure. That's that's, that's definite. That's, Thank that's you. just a beautiful piece of uh, clothing right there. Now yeah. with the um with the as far as it goes for the the Kevlar coverage. And I realize you're covering the same areas. I, I imagine is, is there the same amount of Kevlar and for both men and women? Uh, well, I mean, coverage wise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk to you about now. You got this new campaign going on and, and mm-hmm. this was, I guess this kind of sparked us. You know what? Let, let's get Dave back on here and talk to him about this. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's called the ride more wreck less campaign. Yep. And you've created this uh, wonderful video, uh, excellent quality, by the way, and excellent. The, the footage is wonderful. You did a fantastic job on this. Why don't you tell Thanks. us a little bit about this um, campaign that you got going? Okay, so Ride More, Wreck Less is, um, is basically just an awareness campaign. And we we were starting with this uh, PSA that we did where we got a bunch of bikers just basically saying to drivers, hey, we see the funny thing is when you're a motorcyclist, you see the people on their phones. Oh, yeah, because you're right at the right angle to drive by especially in California where we're splitting lanes in traffic and they're going nice and slow and everybody is on their phone. I mean, I would say like more than 50% have th- their phone in one hand on the freeway, yeah. which is scary, man. Absolutely. And, um, and, you know, like that doesn't mean that I think they're all bad people or all bad drivers. I'm just saying when you're going to make a move, that's when it gets dangerous for bikers, right? So if you're going to – so so basically – this PSA is just a bunch of bikers, real bikers, people we know, that, uh, you know, I wrote kind of like some bullet points and, and said, hey, look, you know, this is kind of what we want to get across. And and they're all saying, hey, drivers, heads up, look out for us. But we wanted to do it in a way that, you know, um, like I said, bikers are people don't realize how funny they are. And I just wanted to do it in a funny way because I also feel like if I got all serious about it, like people turn you off. 
not only that, like, honestly, like, bikers see that and go, come on, dude, don't act like, you know, you, you don't have to get all pissy about it. Like, even though, even though I agree, I may agree, like, anyway, my thought is just, you know, let's make it funny. Yeah. And, and more people will get into it. And, and we launched last week and, uh, you know, we got like, we got millions of views on it. We actually, really? they're, yeah, millions. Like we have, it's kind of weird thing, but there were two different versions that went viral and there, there's just the tiniest variance between the two, but they I both, noticed right away. I was like, Hey, that's different. Yo, know, you did. I noticed. Yeah. You saw. So yeah. There's, so it's like, so the thing is we've launched two to see, Oh, maybe this one will do a little better. Maybe. So let's test. We'll launch two. And then we'll like on Facebook, you can kind of prom- boost your post, you know? Yeah. So we're like, we'll, we'll boost the one that, that does better, uh, in, in the test period. And they both did pretty well, but one did a little better. So then we boosted that one and, uh, we didn't really boost it very much cause it went viral. Both of them are like, anyway, long story short, both went viral. And so we have like 1.6 million views on the one. And then the other one is like 1.2 million. And wow. it wasn't even boosted. They just, once we put them out there, everybody started sharing them, yeah. commenting, and, you know, it went really well. And kind of the 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 side benefit is we're making Ryan Reynolds safer on you the know. road. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because when I was watching this, and these guys started talking about Ryan Reynolds, uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was kind of hilarious because I knew he rode. And I'm wondering, yeah. have you gotten any response from him on this? So, um, through the grapevine. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So we know the guys over at pipe burn, you know, pipe burn. I can't say I do. Pipe burn is a, is a moto blog, pipeburn.com. Um, and they just post, they post pictures of builds and they had done uh, a post about one of Ryan's bikes and Ryan does love motorcycling. Yeah, I know that. And, yeah. And I was, and the idea came to me. I was just riding on the road, and somebody cut me off. And I was like, "Dude, you know, you don't know. Like, what if? Wouldn't you feel worse if you hurt somebody, and then you realized it was somebody everyone loved, like Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> and it was kind of that. And so the whole PSA winds up just being a PSA for Ryan Reynolds' safety. But the idea is, if you don't care enough about me to look where you're going." consider that it might be Ryan Reynolds. So now maybe you'll care enough to look and see if it's Ryan Reynolds. And <laughs> and if I'm safer because you're looking out for Ryan Reynolds, I'm okay with that. Now what you got to do is you got to do another one of these, only this time have Ryan Reynolds in it. Well, I, I, I'd be open to that. I, I don't know. So his reaction, by the way, so we, we let the pipe burn. We, we sent it over to pipe burn and say, hey, take a look. And they loved it, and they're like, "I'm forwarding it to Ryan." I didn't even realize. I didn't think they were gonna do that, but they they said we're forwarding it to Ryan, and they said, "Hey, have you seen this?" And then like a day later, after it's already at like a million views, um, Ryan sends it back, and he's like, "That's fucking hilarious," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I mean, I just figure like, you know, and if you don't like Ryan Reynolds, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, honestly, like Deadpool, like 
he's just everything we said in there. It, it is kind of a love letter to Ryan Reynolds, but he just seems like a good guy, dude. He's yeah. not a guy I'd want. I'd wish any ill on. So, you know, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> I, I, I'd be very curious to to, to see I see him in one of your next ones. Are you, are you guys going to do another one? Yeah, so um, we have plans to do more videos. Um, you know, uh, we're you need- video guys, so we, we, we like doing this stuff in L.A. And and um, I, I won't give away because I, I guess there's there's a couple of different directions we could go. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Ride More, Wreck Less uh, kind of movement is about letting people know, you know, like I think – Motorcyclists, motorcyclists are safer. The more of us are that are out there regularly, yeah. it just makes drivers more used to it. I was in Vietnam, and everyone they were amazing. Talk about precision group, like <laughs> riding. There's like 45 million motorcycles in that country, and there's 90 million people. So, like, you know, for every two people, there's a motorcycle. And they ride, and, and they're just looking out. I'm making sure that I'm not hitting anything in front of me and to my sides. And then all the people behind them are doing the same. And they're just, you know, I'm sure they have their accidents, but it's, it's crazy how there's no, there's no road rage because everybody's just used to it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think we could do this. We could, we could, you know, the more I, I'm a fan of more people getting on the bike they should be responsible they should be careful but the more bikers get out there i think it's a good thing for you know for for traffic it's, i think it's, it's, a, it's a thing right. It's a great thing for our sport. It's a great thing for the passion yeah. that we have to have more people out there promoting it, you know. And we have yep. to be more uh i'm not going to use the word aggressive. It's not aggressive that we need to be. We need to be more um what's to say we need to be more pleasant on our motorcycles to the people who are not on motorcycles, so they see we're, yeah. that we're not dicks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I've been guilty of, uh, as I'm sure anybody on a bike has, and that was that was kind of the purpose of the PSA, yeah. is to not be a dick, to just kind of have fun with it and say, hey, we're not so bad. Just watch out for us, because if you like, if you don't that's big consequences for us. And it's not to say that motorcycles can't cause the wreck because, you know, you can do dangerous shit on a motorcycle and we see this all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this, this video just happened to be kind of directed at, at driving. Do you want to give a shout out to all the people who were in it? Oh boy. Just, uh, there's just too many of them, but I mean, I don't know if, there's a few you might know Jay uh, Jay over at Losa, um, Steve Sims and Nick D Nick Dillon at Rebel Social who who uh, is a great friend of ours and helped us with um, promotion. You had um, Dump Truck is the uh, famous motorcycle announcer that dude with the big beard that was at the end that said uh, you know we're not as bad as we smell. Yeah. That guy. Um, there's just so many, so many dudes in there. The guys from uh, Riot Cycles, and um, there's just I, I know I'm forgetting people, so it's it's too hard to just go through them all. But everybody was 
you know, we said we want to do this thing. And that's, that's the cool thing about the community motorcycle community is there were a ton of people who were like into it to, to be in it, which they had to show up on a Saturday and like hang out and do the thing. But then there were, after we were done with it, so many people have been willing to share it and kind of jump on and spread the word. It's been great. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I it's, I've watched it like four times already. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So you. any chance of getting this on TV? Uh, oh, the PSA? Yeah. We got to get this on oh. national TV, man. Well, it's about two minutes long, so I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> that that buys a lot of jeans, dude. That kind of funny. But um, I think, I mean, I think the place for this type of video is social media. That's oh, where, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, put a link to this video on the Motorcycle Men website. So cool. people can watch it there also. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll even throw it into my blog. I have a blog I'll throw that into also. That's good. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. Hey, it needs it. Um, now, I want to talk to you about something else. Uh, okay. About this movie. You mentioned it earlier. You did a trip to Mexico. And now there's a movie about it. Uh, tell, yep. It's called Motos in Mexico. Yep. You want to tell us about that movie? Is, now, is it, well, first of all, is this movie pre-Tobacco and Motorware? Yeah, so this was the trip that spawned Tobacco Motorware. Ah, okay. And uh, this was our adventure um, riding from San Diego to Cabo San Lucas and back. Like I say, um, besides doing comedy and stuff, and I'm a writer, and, and what I write is kind of video and, and stuff. Like, I've, I've done a lot of that sort of thing for, for different companies, and and uh, so I'm in this world where I know videographers and I know and and my buddy's a videographer and a motorcyclist. And we go, <clears throat> you know, Baja is just too gorgeous and I haven't seen it. It's in our backyard. It would be an epic ride. Let's just go ride down there. And while we're at it, let's shoot it and let's uh, let's make a movie of it. And so, you know, that's about all the thought that went into it. Um, not a lot more than that. We, we, we went and got a bunch of vacation rentals kind of put together to go stay in and plotted out a route and got dudes together that we wanted to ride with. And, and, uh, it's a, it's a big mix of bikes. So it's like one dude's on like a hard tailed Harley that he, he just finished. And then, um, there are a couple of uh, Triumph Bonnevilles and I was on an old Goldwing and like uh, my GL a buddy was riding my GL so it's just this crazy mix of bikes but it was just about guys going down and having fun and you know I've, I've told a few people about this and about tobaccos one thing that you know is we, we just don't take anything too seriously so you're not going to get very much from us. Like we also have a, a series coming out called the builder series. It's actually on Amazon prime right now. You can go check it out. B L D R. And we have eight different bike builders kind of talking about their builds. And, um, but again, like we, we just never take a, a, anything too seriously and too, you know, I mean, I think motorcycling is kind of a Zen thing, but 
mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather laugh than sit there and tell you how spiritual it is. <laughs> yeah. I, besides, how believable would it be coming from a guy who does stand up, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly my voice. So, uh, so if you watch Motos in Mexico, which is on our website, and you can you can check it out there. Um, I think we have a thing going where if you give us your email. It's a $5 buy on the website, but if you give us your email, I think you get it for free. So we're not selling a lot. We're giving away a few. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a fun watch. I watched it a couple, uh, probably about a month ago again. And, like, we swim with whale sharks and we, like, we hit the beach. And it's just like, I mean, you know, nobody's like, uh, nobody who went is like, was was particularly hardcore you know and and, and, and nothing against like hardcore because i i would say once you own a motorcycle apparel company and all you do is ride you you become fairly hardcore yeah i think so at that point yeah by accident at that point um (laughs) yeah but but you know this was not like this isn't like an mc going down it's a bunch of dorks just (laughs) One guy bought his motorcycle the day we were leaving, so, like, in San Diego. So it's just a bunch of kids going down, having fun in Mexico, and um, and taking a trip. And, and the, the whole idea behind it was we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we did this and then other people wanted to do the exact same trip, yeah. and they and we would tell them where to go and how to do it. And that was kind of like one of the original purposes and and since then we haven't done anything with that like we maybe we should put up a blog post about exactly you yeah know, you where, know yeah, how you, you know, how you went and what you did and blah 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 yeah. and all that so how, like, how, well how long was the trip anyway it was 10 days wow 10 days 2000 miles um and it was a lot packed into that yeah. trip man how many of you, how many of you went there were seven bikes originally, and then truck with two camera guys and kind of a, a a support guy that was just like a producer that that would drive the truck. Right. How many uh, How many GoPros did you use? Uh, there were. We actually got a sponsorship from JVC to use the JVC Addiction. <laughs> their alternative to uh, GoPro, but we had like four. Really? Oh, four man. of those? Yeah. That's awesome. So did you have any, did you take part in the editing and all that, putting it all together? Oh, oh yeah. So I'm I'm listed as the director on there. So like Ooh. Um, uh, my, my partner, Andrew, credit where it's due, did, did the edit, really. I came in and like, uh, let's let's make this a little cleaner. Let's change this and that. Um, but he uh, he did he did the and he directed the builder series and stuff. So he he's become a nice little doc director in his own right. But yeah, I mean, I was involved throughout in in giving it kind of the voice and tone. Oh, great! Say this all on your website if you want to order this. It says five dollars on, and, there, and then then it asks you view sizing and details. So, how does someone size this video? All right, okay, that's a that's a roundabout <laughs> way of saying, Dave, you need to get back on your website and 
<laughs> not not put movies into a generic freaking. Uh, all right, funny Ted. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I like to state the obvious sometimes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, just yeah, let's we'll. I'll fix that. All right. So, so you obviously didn't have tobacco riding jeans on that trip, but did you wear any kind of uh, riding jeans for that? No. So that was kind of the thing. So to do this movie, we were seeking out, like I said, we got a JVC sponsorship, and we were kind of asking for sponsors to help us do this. And like Home Away originally helped us get some of those um, – the the vacation rentals and we got some insurance and basically paid for the trip with sponsorships and one of the i i had wanted to go after like a denim brand and we just never connected with a denim brand and like i said i'd been a denim head and so when i got home and we were editing this i was like hey you know what I'm going to start a denim brand and then I'm just going to give myself a sponsorship for the trip. So, um, so yeah, it was the first thing that tobacco sponsored and it's finally kind of coming to light now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I want to yeah. see this on, uh, I want to see this on Amazon. Oh, it is on Amazon prime. You said, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm definitely going to go well, on the, the builder series. Oh, the builder series is through chopper town. I don't know if you know those yeah, guys. Chopper yeah. Town. Yeah. 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 So they, are hosting the builder series on Amazon. I can't remember if this wasn't, if this one is on Amazon yet, but, um, but we're, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets on there before too long. It we're needs to be. With, we're working with chopper town to do. Oh, good. To, to do some of these film releases. Cause I've pretty much watched every motorcycle movie I can on Amazon prime right now. And I'm, and I've run out. Oh. So I need, I need another one to watch. Okay. Well, that, that's motivation right there. There you go. Uh, so how can people learn more about Tobacco Motorwear and get themselves a pair of those beautiful jeans and one of those outrageous California riding shirts? Well, um, go to TobaccoMotorwear.com. And you know what I'll do is um, when are you going to release this episode? It will be uh, tomorrow. It'll be on okay. Thursday, yeah. Oh wait, today, so today's Tuesday. Do, what? Yeah, it'll be on Thursday, right? Let's let's do M O T O men, Moto men, and I'll, I'll give a discount to your listeners, and I'll knock fifty bucks off. Uh, fifty bucks off jeans. And there you go. So, so I'll do M. Yeah, M O. When you're checking out, put in Moto men. And, um, yeah, get 50 bucks off those beautiful, beautiful jeans. jeans or or a riding shirt. Oh, so, you, you know, go. you want to grab that riding shirt. Hell yes. Uh, yeah. Give us some of yeah. your links so we can uh, can post those on the uh, website and all that, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. What do you got? Yep, I, I will do that. Follow us on Instagram at um, Tobacco Motorwear Co. So Tobacco Motorwear W E A R C O Motorwear Co. And um, then, yeah, Facebook, Tobacco Motorwear, and uh, yeah, TobaccoMotorwear.com. Beautiful. Well, Dave, any final things you want to say before uh, we uh, let you loose? 
No, man. I, I feel like I rambled. You're going to have to edit. No, there's going to be no editing with this. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. You got oh, more boy. stories you can tell us from the comedy no. world? No. no, man. We'll save it for a different podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I'm all game for that. David, I want all to thank right. you very much for uh, joining me again here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. It was great to have you back. Yeah. Thank you very much. Always you're, a good time. You're very yeah, entertaining. Thanks a lot, Ted. Yeah, hey, anything, anytime I can help you out, I'd be more than happy to. Appreciate it, man. You've been a great support. Thank All you. All right, great. Thank you for listening to this episode 132 with our good friend Dave Ackerman over at Tobacco Motorware. And make sure you get over to TobaccoMotorware.com and place your order for a pair of their riding jeans uh, or a California riding shirt. And don't forget, if you use the promo code Moto Men, you'll get a fifty dollar. Uh, you'll get fifty dollars off your order. That's right. So use the promo code Moto Men and get that fifty dollars off your order. This promo code is good until March 29th. So go check out Tobacco Motorware on Facebook and look for Tobacco Motorware Company, and on Instagram at Tobacco Motorware Co. Links to these will be in the show notes and on the Motorcycle Men website. And you'll also get the to get to see the Ride Safe Wreck Less public service announcement video we talked about in the interview. And you'll also be able to uh, get their Motos in Mexico movie on their website as well. All right, speaking of YouTube, go over to the Motorcycle Men channel on YouTube and you'll get to uh, listen to our shows there. And we have some ride videos coming up. Very shortly, you're going to get to see uh, a video of our ride to Centralia. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page at Motorcycle Men Podcast on Facebook and also on Twitter. Look for Motorcycle Men Podcast. And we are on Instagram, though I think there's only one picture up there. I'm not really sure, but it's Motorcycle Men Podcast. All right, next week we'll be back in the V-Twin Cafe. And uh, I'll be there with uh, Timbuktu and Chris the Joker. And we're going to talk about um, Harley bashing. That's going to be in the next episode. So, again, thank you very much for listening to this episode 132 with our friend Dave Ackerman from Tobacco Motorware. This is the Motorcycle Man Podcast. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to.